Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Have you written to me yet? Perhaps you have an email composed on your phone or computer but have not hit send. Or you started in on a letter but got distracted by something else and have not finished writing it and sent it. Or maybe you just keep forgetting. Well, I am here and I would love to hear from you. What have you been learning as you listen? Any comments, questions, or feedback? I do not know you are out there unless you identify yourself to me. So I hope that you will do that. Send your email today to mark at godisministry.org. That's M-A-R-K at godisministry.org. And send your letter today to God Is, P.O. Box 802, Winchester, Massachusetts, 01890. These addresses are always repeated at the end of the broadcast and podcast, so you will hear them again. I hope you will say yes to my invitation and that you will reach out to me today. I thank you in advance for doing so. This will help me to know how the teaching is landing with you. You hear from me each weekday, and now I hope I will hear from you so we can establish a two-way communication. Our current focus is on the question of gender. How many genders are there? And sex. Is one's gender connected with one's sex or not? And we have to deal with this question because the world in which we live has, to a certain degree of success, totally redefined what the Bible says. In Scripture, God's holy, inspired, inerrant, and infallible word, gender and sex go together. They are one. They are equivalent to each other. There is no distinction between one's gender and one's sex. A male is a man with male sex organs, A female is a woman with female sex organs. The male sex chromosomes are XY, and the female sex chromosomes are XX. But out there in the world, it is a different story. People have decided to make a distinction between one's gender and one's sex. Gender is a choice. Sex is what one was born with. Gender is decided on one's feeling identity, expression of oneself. Sex is biological, genetic, and assigned at birth. Regarding gender, a further distinction is even made between who one is physically attracted to and who one is emotionally attracted to. Often these are different. So a person can be a woman who is physically attracted to another woman, but emotionally attracted to a man and many different combinations in addition. And then, of course, as we have discussed, one can change one's biological sex through advancements in medicine like hormone blockers and surgeries so that one's body parts align with one's chosen gender. You can see how all this becomes very confusing for us to even follow and keep track of, 
And there is something new, it seems like, every day emanating from our very perverse culture. Later, I will mention and deal with the attack this is specifically on our children, the children and grandchildren who are obviously not as sophisticated in their thinking and discernment as adults are, hence very vulnerable to these crazy ideas. We will get to that, just not yet. Today, I want to take us back into the Bible at Genesis 1 and remind you of what is the same between male and female and what is different between male and female in the Bible. Then expand on the text. First, both male and female are made in the image of God. In Genesis 1 verse 26, God says within himself, within the Trinity, let us make man in our image. And the word man there is reflective of both the man and the woman, human beings, persons. Male and female are both made in the image of God. This is reiterated in verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Second, both the man and the woman were made to rule the creation. Both male and female are God's vice-regents to rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. That's in verse 26 and reiterated in verse 28 of Genesis 1. The two genders rule over God's creation. And the third thing the man and the woman have in common is that they are both commanded to procreate, to be fruitful and to multiply and fill the earth. That is what Genesis 1 verse 28 says. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And then herein lies a difference between the man and the woman, between the male and the female. In order for them to procreate, in order for them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, their bodies are different. There is a biological difference between male and female. And I do not think I need to conduct a sex education course with you. In God's brilliant design, he made our bodies ready and able to have sexual intercourse such that one man being married to one woman can reproduce, bearing children. Men and women are different by design, and this difference is a blessing, not a curse. God designs each person the way he wants them to be and to try and overturn what God has done is blasphemous to who God is. The reason people in our culture are blurring the lines on gender and sex is because of the depravity of their minds. They are putting mind over matter in the sense that they elevate the power of the brain over the reality of the body. They make the brain sex different from the biological sex. According to Dr. Denny Burke, professor of biblical studies at Boyce College and frequent writer on what is happening within our culture, he is the author of such books as Male and Female, He Created Them, a study on gender, sexuality, and marriage. 
According to him, there is such a thing as brain sex theory. In a lecture I heard Dr. Burke give, he relates the following. Here is how the theory works itself out in practice. As a young boy is growing up, he begins to struggle because his mind keeps telling him he is a girl, even though his body reveals he is a boy. He reasons that his mind has always been female, although his body has always been male. So he becomes transgender. His, or her, transgender identity is the real identity. And in this way of thinking, the brain is made out to be the most important human sex organ. The body needs to be transformed, often through surgery, to match the mind. What you think of yourself is who you are, they say. But let's put this up against the Bible. Genesis 1 verses 27 and 28, which go together, say, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. And God said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Does God use the terms male and female to apply to brain structures? or to differences in the reproductive systems of the man and woman? Burke answers, using the obvious, we don't procreate with our brains. Yes, exactly. God uses the terms male and female to apply to differences in the reproductive systems. This means if the body says female, but the brain says male, the brain is wrong. Or if the body says male, but the brain says female, the brain is wrong. Of course, as he and I both acknowledge, to say what I just said about the brain being wrong is completely countercultural. The notion that what we think about ourselves can be wrong, this is anathema to our culture. Even so, we must tell the truth. We must say... Lovingly, winsomely, yes, but we must say that your body is not lying to you. Your sex is not assigned at birth. God designed your body the way your body is for a reason. Add this, a person's maleness or femaleness is not socially constructed or self-constructed, it's God-constructed. That's a line I am borrowing from Denny Burke, and I repeat it. A person's maleness or femaleness is not socially constructed or self-constructed. It is God-constructed. So, so true. We must counter the lies with the truth. Our minds are depraved. Listen to the counsel of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church at ancient Rome, In Romans chapter 8, verses 7 and 8, he writes, Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans 8, 7 and 8. Notice how he says the mind. The mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God. That's what we have been talking about today. Not only can the mind, the brain be wrong, but it is wrong. 
The mind is hostile toward God. It does not subject itself to God. And that is why this brain sex theory is rooted in corrupt thinking. When it comes to gender and sex, you are not what your brain says you are. You are what your body says you are. More next time on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.